Celebrating the people, places, and stories that make Manitoba great. Plus a few random thoughts here and there. This is Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Once again, we welcome you to Between Two Shows, episode 17. We are so happy and um, a little bit shocked that you're here. (laughs) Yeah, because honestly, we're a little bit shocked that we're here because if you listen to the most previous episode at the end of episode 16, we said we actually didn't have a guest lined up for episode 17, but we found a good one. Oh, did that ever change? We lined up so (laughs) many guests and then um, part of it was based on hoping that the Jets would still be in the playoffs, uh, Mm. which is not true. So um, in future weeks, you're going to hear from people and you'll be like, hmm. Why did they do that then? <laughs> it was because we were being hopeful for the Jets, okay? But um, for this week's uh, podcast, we do have a special sports commentator. Mm-hmm, yeah, from Lactabani, Sean Reynolds. Uh, he is such an entertaining guy. He uh, works at Sportsnet. He has his own podcast, and he's an all-around wonderful person. Um, also, you get uh, into the importance of wearing your makeup to bed? Mm-hmm, yeah, there's a very famous icon who does this, and I totally get why she does it. Not for skincare proof. Not for skincare. Uh, also, the final Papa John post-game report of the season. I know it's sad, but he has a few words that he wanted to end on. Can we get him uh, on board with the Valor FC? Can we switch him to <laughs> soccer for uh, <laughs> this summer? Will he be down with that? I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if he totally understands the rules of soccer, but that has never stopped him from talking about a sport <laughs> ever. All right. Well, let's get it started on episode 17. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. There's a very special birthday coming up this Sunday. Papa John is celebrating his 73rd birthday. Well, happy birthday, Papa John of the Papa John Post Game Report. Uh Uh-huh. He was actually born on a Friday the 13th. Oh, you know what? I, I hear that's lucky, actually. And I don't know if you know this, but Papa John is actually a twin. I did not. See, I have been saying literally for months that I want him on the podcast to get his life story. And you keep on pushing this off. He also drove a train uh, to Riverton and Arburg. Like, there's stories in this man. Yeah, he definitely has some really good stories. Um, so anyways, it's his birthday coming up. And my dad's girlfriend was like, what should we do for him? Like, a should we It's like, okay, well, we get him a Tim's card or you get him a Chicken <laughs> Chef gift card. That's what you do for him every yeah. year. That's what he likes. He's a simple man. Uh, but my dad's girlfriend actually suggested that maybe we do a birthday parade. A birthday parade? Like, have you attended a birthday parade for an adult yet? For an adult, no. No, I've (laughs) attended it for, I think, maybe the oldest person was, like, definitely under 10. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This would be the first double-digit person, uh, which, honestly, I think he would appreciate it. He spends a lot of time just kind of sitting in his garage with a little bit of the garage door up. He just likes to know what's going on in the neighborhood. So I think if he just pulled that chair out to the end of his driveway and cars drove by for him, I think he would appreciate that. I mean, like, do they have to be, like, decorated and things like that? Or is he just end up watching traffic and be like, look at all the people who showed up for my birthday parade. Well, it's also quite funny because they live like in a bay. So there wouldn't be a lot of, uh, a lot of room there for the vehicles. Uh, but I do think it's a good idea and I'm excited for it. So he doesn't know this is happening and he still can't figure out how to listen to this podcast. So he won't hear this anyways. Uh, but are you going to are you gonna join the parade? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was already reluctant about you joining the parade. Now I'm going to your grandma's boyfriend's birthday. Think parade? <laughs> yeah, so you're in? <laughs> Are you in or in the way, as you like to say? I'll tape a, a chicken chef bucket to the hood of my car. <laughs> Sharing fun stories and chatting with cool people whenever you want it. Welcome to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly.
So excited to be welcoming Sportsnet's very own Sean Reynolds to Between Two Shows. Hello, Sean. Hey, how's everyone doing? We are fantastic, and we're so happy to be chatting with you. Sean, I want to know, first of all, how long have you been in the industry? Well, first off, I'm so excited to be chatting with you both. I miss you two. It's been too long since I've seen you. Um, industry, if you go back to uh, where I started, I started in news. So that, I think I'm in the territory of uh, 14 years now. It's been, I I did news for seven years and then I jumped over onto the sports side about seven years ago. So yeah. I mean, sportscaster is a dream job. So was that, was that always the goal for you when you started working in news? Were you hoping to get to sports? Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's interesting because my first ever job out of university was at Sportsnet. But, you know, back in those days, you weren't getting on TV unless you were spending some time doing TV in a really small market. It's clearly changing. And there's colleagues of mine who, you know, left university or college and walked right into similar positions as what I have right now. But I go back far enough that that just was never going to be a possibility. So I was working at Sportsnet doing behind-the-scenes stuff, cutting clips, doing highlights, those kind of things. But I did want to go on camera, and they said, well, you're going to have to go out and earn your way on camera in smaller markets if you want to do that. So that's what I did. And I I mean, at that time, I was lucky enough to get a job at uh, Global News in Winnipeg. And so to start in a market like Winnipeg was, you know, a big step forward rather than starting in a smaller market like, let's say, Brandon or Lethbridge or something like that. So that, that, that's how that started out. You're from the Lactabani, Pinawa area. Are you a big deal there? Like, I know you're humble, but like, are they going to be putting up a sign or something? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. I, I'm, I'm a big deal in Lactabani for the stuff I did when I was a young idiot in Lactabani. <laughs> that's about it. But, you know, there's there's lots of success stories. I mean, one of the most successful judges in, in the province of Manitoba is is from Lactabani. And uh, Robin Black is from the Pinawa area. There's, there's successful people out in that area. Uh, my name rings out in that area for, like, raiding people's gardens when I was, you know, 14 and stealing their carrots and stuff like that, more so than for what I do now. So, Sean, what is your schedule like on a Jets game day? Take us, uh, take us through the routine. Oh, geez. Well, game days uh, in the playoffs, like what we're in right now, it definitely steps up a bit. I mean, I'll often I'll start with, uh, you know, because I'm part of the Rogers family. So we'll start with a hit on 92 first thing in the morning. Then, you know, maybe you'll do a hit on, uh, you know, Vancouver Sportsnet Radio. Shortly after that, uh, you'll hit up the, the Jets avails in the mornings where you watch, watch their pregame skate, look for any clues on what may be happening in the game that night, and then you talk to the players afterwards, and then the next team comes out, you go through the same process. Then we'll do some TV and some internet stuff afterwards. You go home, you try and get some lunch, you try and get supper ready for the kids, and then uh, we do uh, uh, pregame shows. Um, one, I'll, I'll go on the CJOB pregame show. Uh, do a great job there. And then uh, myself and uh, my partner, Ken Weeb, who works for Sportsnet in this market as well, we do a, a 45, minute, uh, 45 minutes before the game pregame show on Instagram. Then we start doing the stuff with the game. The game finishes. We do the avails. We start doing live TV stuff with Sportsnet, finish that off, uh, go and talk to the players after the game. And then after that, we start an hour-long post-game show uh, with Ken Weeb and myself uh, where we try and kind of handle, you know, and give the, the Jets fans an opportunity to kind of talk to us directly 
and ask us, you know, what they saw in the game and what they want us to talk about. Uh, so it, it can lead to some long days. For example, that uh, three overtime game when the Jets closed out the Oilers in game four, I think we wrapped up at about 3.45 in the morning uh, when we were done our last show. But, I mean, there were a ton of fans still on at the time. So, uh, you know, there's, we, we get in this job because we love covering sports and we love interacting with fans. And so it's never a bad day if you're doing that, even at 3.45 in the morning. We're going to take a little break, but when we come back, we're going to learn more about Sean Reynolds. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. All right, Sean, you mentioned your podcast with Ken Weave. Now, I have met Ken Weave, I think, once on the golf course somewhere. But he used to work in this building before I was here. And I've heard stories. And one of the stories I've heard about him is that he actually got two hole-in-ones on the same day. Is that true? Not only did he get two hole-in-ones in the same round, but he, in that same calendar year, got another hole-in-one. Now, he'd never had a hole-in-one before that, but he went out one round, got two holes in, in one, and then got one later in the year. I don't know how many people in the world could have told you that year that they had three holes in one in a single year, and the, the list of people in this world who've ever had two holes in one in a single round would be extremely small. The worst part of that story for Ken is if you ever get a hole-in-one, and I can't tell you this from personal experience because I've never had one, but typically people grab the ball and they put it up on a mantle somewhere or something like that. Ken lost the ball that he got the two holes-in-ones with, either in the water or, or in the bush that day. So uh, he doesn't have the trophy, but he's got the story. So uh, I would take that story any day of the week. I do not feel at all bad for him. I play, <laughs> I play exclusively at a par 3 course, so I I can get a hole-in-one finally, and it's not happening. So, wow, super jealous of that co-host of yours. But how is the podcast going? You know, it's great. We wanted to create something because both Ken and I do national coverage that shows up on, on, on Sportsnet. Um, the issue with, you know, national coverage is it jumps from market to market to market. We wanted to create something that just delved as deep as we could into this market and made sure that we were addressing and serving Jets fans uh, and hockey fans in this market the best way we could. And we did so by creating this podcast that, that, that we're able to stream on a number of different social media platforms. And, and the, for us, the real secret sauce for it is is the audience can talk to us, uh, you know, not exactly like we're talking on the phone right now, but if you type a comment in while you're watching the show, either on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or any of these mediums, that comment will pop up into the show and we can click on it and bring it into the show so if we're finished the game and and carly you're really interested in the specific save that connor hellbuck made you can ask about it and then we can click on it and then that's what we're talking about so there's this great interaction with the audience and we've got this great audience that kind of uh, is really creative and likes to kind of give us the gears and tease us about <laughs> certain things that are happening in the show. And it creates these really, really great moments uh, of interaction where just you really feel like they're along for the ride and they're as big of a part of the show as you are. It's what we set out to do. I think we've done a good job of doing that. And again, just the ability to interact directly with fans the way that we're doing. We think it's our secret sauce and it's what we absolutely love doing. And Sean, what is the name of the podcast? It's the Kenny and Rennie Show. So uh, we show up about an hour and a half after games are over, and we're on live, and you can come watch and discuss the game and talk about that. We also do a weekly podcast where we talk to some of the bigger uh, names in the industry. For example, last week we had Scott Oak on and Tim McAuliffe, the host of Tim and Friends. 
Tim and Friends, formerly Tim and Sid. Uh, and we absolutely love those shows because the conversations, just like you're having here, uh, the people who tell stories in both journalism, people such as yourselves, uh, people in the sports industry, the, the, you, you talked about it, the stories that they have of where they got to, the story behind the storyteller, as we like to say it, is always really, really interesting, and we like to delve into those issues on that show as well. So it's been a lot of fun for us. We've, we've really enjoyed it. Well, Sean, after hearing how busy your game days are and knowing that today is a game day for you, uh, we are extra, extra grateful that you are joining us on Between Two Shows. Thank you so much. I will always make time for the two of you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a question for Drew and Carly? An idea for a podcast? Want to share your review? Record a voice memo and slide it into Drew or Carly's DMs on social media. You could be on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows. This may be too specific because I know a lot of people don't buy their lottery tickets online. But for me and you, Carly, we both use uh, Play Now, the website, mm-hmm. not an ad, because this could be something bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we both use it to buy. I buy for Lotto Max. They need to differentiate when they email you and be like, congratulations, you've won a prize. They need to differentiate between you've won possibly millions or you've won a free ticket. I get what they're trying to do though because they send you the email and then they don't tell you what the prize is. They just say you won a prize. Yeah. Could be millions of dollars. Could be a free play. Yeah. Um, so they want to get you back to the app or the website and and it works. I mean, I'm always like, oh my gosh, here we go, here we go, here we go. And I do know that that man who won $60 million, you told me that like $60 million actually showed up in his account mm-hmm. in the top bar where they show you like what uh, your total is your total yeah so I mean the most I've won since buying online because I was the person who liked to buy the physical ticket prior to the pandemic I've seen 20 bucks there and I thought that was nice that's a rush I could not imagine seeing 60 million dollars there I'm not even sure it would fit there so (laughs) like on my phone screen you wouldn't be able to see it so yeah they really do need to switch that up something also I don't like about play now Mm -hmm. if they are listeners of the podcast well Um, they're listeners of the podcast they're not now they're you win a free play and they automatically put the ticket in your account you don't get any choice in that nothing Mm. if i were to use a free play let me choose when i want a free play yeah that's what it is i have like the subscription because i'm in charge of buying for my lottery pool so rather than getting me double for next friday's draw no just put that at the end so our lottery pool can be extended even longer Mm -hmm. yeah i agree but then again, you know, I mean, if we did win like the millions of dollars, all would be forgiven. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Carly's World. Do you, you know how there's those people who like say like cilantro tastes like soap? Yeah. Are you one of those people? No. But you don't really care for cilantro? I, yeah, I could take or leave it, mostly okay. leave it. My boyfriend is one of those people who's like, yeah, can't have cilantro. He thinks it tastes like soap. And the other day he tried green olives for the first time. I made like a vegan charcuterie board for the game. And he was like, I've never had these. And I was like, really? honestly. Yeah. And these were like the garlic stuffed ones. Those okay. are my fave. Like uh-huh. super salty, super garlicky. And he no. loves garlic. So I thought like, okay, you know what? Try this, please. Say that you've done it. And he's trying and he's like, I don't want to tell you what I think it tastes like because it'll ruin your olive experience. Oh, no. And I so was like, clearly what? he doesn't like them? Yeah. I, well, I, he, was, he didn't say he hated them, but he was just like, this isn't really for me. And the only thing that he could say it tastes like that would ruin it for me would be something like meat related because I don't eat meat. Mm. Um, there's nothing else he could say that it would, I would be like, yeah, that, what? Like, does it taste like feet? I don't know. And he's like, it tastes like double bubble. And now I can't get that out of my head. Where are you buying your double bubble? 
Especially like, if this is a garlic stuffed uh, olive. That's what I'm saying. And it was like a super salty one. So I'm like, okay, honestly, I get it. So are there any foods like that for you that like, they just taste like something completely different? I mean, no, but now that's because my brain is stuck in the fact that you were eating garlic stuffed olives and that took you both to double bubble? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't there originally and then I got there. Does this mean that olive jars maybe have a market to put those little comics inside just like a double bubble? I would love that. Keep in touch with Drew and Carly on social media. Search for at Drew Kozib and at Carly on air. For the first time in more than a year, I got to work again at my part-time job. I'm a hype man, the crowd pumper. I do announcements during Winnipeg Jets games when there's fans. And for the first time in ages, 500 fully vaccinated healthcare workers got to be in the stands. There was fans in the stands, so I got to go back to work. Okay, and is it true? Like, is it rust over rest, rest over rust? How are you doing? Uh, Like, did you mean, did I suck at my job with the Jets? Is that what you're asking? (laughs) You still have it. (laughs) I was as good as I was before. Um, So I've been doing it for a couple years now, so they never really said anything so i guess it's okay but you've been you've been to games why you have some feedback for me i was just loving i have a friend who uh does the goal review so she's at the games early and she's in a room with all these tvs and she has access to um all these different uh cameras within the building and she sent me a video of you i don't know were you warming up your lungs like that was before the game had even started and you're screaming go jets go with your mask on and she sent me the video and i was just dying laughing i'm like there is a reason that they have this guy do this job. I mean, yeah, that would be part of the crowd hypes. But man, what a vibe back in the building. It was so surreal to watch a hockey game with 500 people because keep in mind, those people, it's not like they won plus a guest. It's 500 people on their own. So we're all together watching a hockey game on our own with massive distance between us. So already going to a sporting event by yourself is kind of a strange and different vibe. But then being in this building that we're used to having 16,000 people in and there's only 500, it was so bizarre. There was one point where Matthew Perot got hit with the puck and like you just heard like this like the smack into on the side of the knee yeah yeah <laughs> like the way things sounded it was bizarre how was the wave because that could be a very intricate wave, right? I mean, the wave was non-existent. Uh, really? Give but, it a try. Give it a try. Okay, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try it at the next <laughs> game. It'll be a little wave because there's not that many people, but I'll see what I can do. Uh, so, okay, that's interesting. That's very interesting. But obviously, washrooms open, no lines. Yes, for like the first time ever, the only event I've ever been to a Bell MTS place where you did not have to wait in line when you had to go pee. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. It was the last trip that was scheduled for both of us before COVID hit, Carly. We had our plane tickets and canceled like three days before we were going to leave because we thought, you know what? Maybe this COVID stuff that people are talking about could become serious. Mm -hmm. You and I had tickets to go see Shania Twain in Vegas together. And now we might have another shot. Mm-hmm, yeah. Gosh, I, it's just so crazy to think about because we were so excited. We were going on a trip together with our significant others and a couple other friends. And we we're going to see Shania Twain uh, for my 30th birthday. And I yeah. thought, wow, I have one of those like movie scenario 30th birthdays, right? Like, yeah. wow, that's the perfect plans. Unreal. Shania, one of my absolute favorites in Vegas. I've never been. I'm yes. turning 30. Like it was just too good to be true. And it was too good to be true because it didn't actually come true. Oh my gosh. And you had an in with the band. Mm -hmm. Shania's band leader, a person that not many people get to, you and I had got to interview shortly before the trip and he said, 
text me when you get to Vegas Mm -hmm. and let me know what day you want to go to the show. May I also throw in that during this Vegas residency, the Let's Go residency, um, Shania brings her dog on stage with her for one of the songs. So I had a custom-made bandana embroidered for Shania Twain's dog, Melody, who was going to be joining her on stage. I had the perfect plan. I was just going to throw. We had those custom dog treats made as well, but I just thought, oh, the bandana said forever and for always, but like first spelled F-U-R. You get the joke, right? Because the song is forever and always, and that's the song that she brings the dog out for. So I just thought, oh, this is too good to be true. You know, leopard print bandana. Shania will get it. It had my number in it. Like, it's going to be a whole thing. I was going to finally meet her, tell her my fantastic story about how she was my first concert ever, and then we got moved to the front row, and it was just going to, we were going to, I'm not going to say it, but I thought we'd be friends. So <laughs> I, I, said but you are it, say I said it. it. Yes, I said it. And, you know, I was just so excited. How long did I spend trying to come up with the perfect outfit to wear that night? I was involved in the online shopping of many leopard bikinis. Uh, <laughs> and that was just for the swimsuit part of the trip alone. <laughs> yes, leopard everything. It was going to be the 30th birthday, biggest celebration, and of course canceled. But uh, announced today, Shania's heading back to Vegas. We're seeing a lot of Vegas residencies being announced, and Shania's heading back to Vegas in February. I'm asking you right now, do you still want to go on a trip with me to Vegas to see Shania? I'm already so far into this and too deep, I can't turn around okay, now. Because I do know that some other people that were joining us will probably drop out. <laughs> I, think I can't that- imagine why. <laughs> Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. You know what I realized? I don't actually know how Frisbee golf works. I have been completely <laughs> wrong about it for years. So you've never been to uh, Harborview there by Kilcona Dog Park? That's, that's where I often see people playing frisbee golf like they have like the whole setup see the pegs or whatever they are when i first moved to winnipeg and for many years i lived in windsor park and near the corner of archibald and marion there's a very nice park there that is set up for frisbee golf but i guess i only saw people like at the end so i thought frisbee golf was more of a close distance sport where you're trying to throw a disc into one of those weird bucket things i didn't realize that it is played like all the way across the park with multiple holes and multiple pars for each of these holes Holes. That actually sounds like a really fun sport. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I, I did know that just from my experience of being at the dog park around that. Also, there was a guy who used to work in this building a long time ago who was super into frisbee golf. Okay, well, I mean, you know about golf. Yeah. I used to really enjoy ultimate frisbee. Can we combine our passions and find some middle ground here? I have no desire to play frisbee or golf. Frisbee is just absolutely ruined for me because of my dog and her love of frisbees, uh-huh. even though she doesn't properly fetch. So I want nothing to do with frisbees, but I do encourage you to play that. I mean, I would encourage you to play real golf, but you, you like croquet and all that, so I could see you liking this a lot. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I just feel like they're all kind of like grouped into the same kind of thing. Uh, what thing is that? Sports that don't require like a lot of equipment, uh, sports that don't require like uh, you have to wear a certain uniform or outfit to actually excel in them. Uh, Clearly you've never been to my croquet invitational in Transcona then if you think there's no dress code. (laughs) What is it? Tom's (laughs) and baggy shorts? You know what? You're uninvited. You're uninvited. Uninvitational for you. (laughs) It's time for the Papa John postgame report. The playoff run for the Winnipeg Jets has come to an end, and whenever we have big sports news to share on between two shows, we turn to our sports analyst, Carly's grandma's boyfriend. His name is Papa John. Sometimes Grandma Wendy likes to hop on the phone as well and give her two cents. This is Papa John's post-game report. Good morning. 
Good morning. It's a sad day in Jetsville. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's try to keep it positive, though. Let's focus on the season as a whole. Well, the season as a whole, they played pretty good, except for the last 12 games. And how they got by Edmonton in four games straight is a mystery. Okay, you're getting a little negative. But, I mean, the Jets were outshot 27-9 to in the last two periods. They missed their fans. Yeah, they missed their fans. And yeah, they got completely outshot. But we were focusing on positives. You know, the top six forwards never scored a goal in that series. Okay, we are getting a little negative again. You're supposed to be thinking positive. I am, because there's going to be changes next year. You want your three stars? Yeah, give me the three stars. The final three stars of the season. Okay, I'll give you the number one star first. No, that's no fun. Okay. Uh, third star, uh, Piont. He fought hard. Second star, I'll give to Stanley. I know who the number one star is. You got it. Double hockey sticks. Mm-hmm. Soon to be dad, Connor Hellebuck. Oh, he's going to be a dad, is he? Yeah. Well, that's one positive note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so who are you going to cheer for now? Who am I going to cheer for now? Yeah. Colorado. Okay. You guys like Nathan McKinnon, I know. Yeah. All right, well, do you have any final words? Go Jets, go! Nice. It's been a good year. I mean, with this COVID and everything, it sure helped a lot of the fans, so... Yeah, it gave us something to look forward to. Yeah, but as one can only hope, dear, next year will be a better year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to let you guys go. I'll call you later. Okay, love okay. you. Love you too, bye. Bye. Have something to say about Between Two Shows? Record a voice memo on your phone and send it to Drew or Carly on social media. You might hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows. Drew, have you ever gone to the movies by yourself? Uh, yes, I, I have. And you enjoy it though, right? It was fine, yeah. I've never done it and I've, I've thought about it, but I'm not really a big movie guy anyway. So like there's nothing. <laughs> I mean, the types of movies that I like, I probably would have to go by myself. Uh-huh. Um, but I've also never gone to like dinner or lunch by myself. <laughs> Hold on. I've been to the movies one time with you and I know you going to the movies is also you bringing dinner to the movies. <laughs> there was, there was... Definitely, there was definitely A and W. There was definitely yeah. all the movie snacks, popcorn and stuff. Then there was like gummy candies, and yeah. then there was like homemade baking from something else. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're, I mean, you can find a way to combine those two activities. And ask me if I even remember Frozen Two. <laughs> 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 I still don't really understand what happened or how it ended. Olaf ends up being the killer, but the snacks were good. Um, yeah, so like right now, we are not allowed to golf with anyone outside of our household. Oh, yeah, that's and right. In my household, which is just me, my dogs, and my boyfriend. Uh, my boyfriend isn't really a golfer. He has golfed. Uh, he doesn't have his own clubs, and he is a lefty, so it's a whole thing when we have to go golfing. But I'm thinking that I may finally just go golf by myself. Well, you, this is the perfect opportunity to try it out and see if it's good for you. You have no other choice if you want to go golfing, so this is perfect. I know, but like the thing I love the most about golf is like when I go with my friends, it's like such a good time. We're having some drinks, we're getting some exercise. It has almost nothing to do with the golf. Like we are not golfing well. But I mean, you could be doing all those things uh, with yourself. You could even put in some uh, wireless earbuds and just be listening to your tunes and cracking those brewskis and grabbing the A&W Teen Burger out of your golf bag. Yes, it doesn't seem 
as fun and my fear, though I don't really think I have to worry about it, is that like, what if that is the time that I finally, you know what I'm going to say, I finally get the hole in one. No one is there to see it. No one is there to celebrate it. No one is there to get a photo <laughs> of me holding the ball by the hole afterwards. Wow, you you really have your hole in one figured out very, very clearly, right? Well, I'm oh. trying to manifest a hole in one this season, at, yeah. What At what point does Brian Bowman show up with the key to the city? <laughs> oh, that's probably after the parade, after we the parade. the course after me, and then he presents me with the key to the city, right. <laughs> Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. At the time that this episode of Between Two Shows was recorded, the uh, the loss of the Winnipeg Jets and being eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs was very fresh. Very, very fresh, yeah. <laughs> Hidden hard today. Um, can we think of any positives, either like for the city or just for us personally? What what What's something? For me, um, I will say I enjoyed it, but my homemade nacho intake increased exponentially during the uh, Jets games. Um, Usually we would be doing about once a week, and then sometimes we kind of push it to like every nine days, non-Jet season. But ever since like, ever since hockey became part a regular part of the lives, that routine of watching the game, you get used to associating the game with nachos. So when there was a hockey game, we wanted nachos. And you know what? It's probably a good good idea to take a break from all of that cheese. Um, for me, well, I was just thinking of uh, the most recent game that happened. You know, the stress of a game, though it's like, it's, you know, stress is bad. But yeah. to watch a game that, you know, goes into overtime, it's stressful, but it's also like fun, you know? Like, it, <laughs> like I was doing that thing. I was wearing my big, I thought Shania Twain would be good luck for the Jets. So I was wearing my big oversized Shania Twain vintage concert tee. And I, you know, was doing that thing where it's like kind of like halfway, it's over your face. Like it's over your, it's over your nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're breathing into the shirt. Like very, very stressful, but it's like fun, you know? Like edge of your seat watching a game. You feel so involved because you are so invested in this. And I forgot how fun that is even though it's like when it doesn't work out for you it's it's awful mm-hmm. um, but it is fun while it's happening it's a rush well we gotta pour that energy into something else mm-hmm. uh, maybe into your, your garden or your lawn or something Carly I think I've really been though still you know taking care and handling it every day I feel I feel like I've neglected my squirrel restaurant the past <laughs> few days you've been taking care of and handling your backyard pretend Restaurant for squirrels. Well, I have so many ideas that I've been sitting on different theme nights and things, but I was like, theme hey, we're nights. focused on like Jets and playoffs right now. Like that's what we're focused on. But now I want to do a 90s night coming up, yeah. a disco night. So like now I can get to those things. Of course. And I mean, now is the appropriate time as restrictions will likely begin loosening in Manitoba um, and potentially more diners will be going out. You're going to want your squirrel restaurant to be on brand and on theme. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I ask you because you actually, um, how's it work? You bought the NHL Network for playoffs. Right? Yeah, I bought NHL Live. It's an app so you can watch okay. all of the games. Um, and so you're stuck with it. You don't get your money back. Yeah. So I, I want to know, will you still be watching and who will you be cheering for and why? I mean, I probably won't watch the way that I've been watching. Maybe when it gets to the actual Stanley Cup Finals, then I'll get back into it. Um, but I feel like I already got my 80 bucks worth from just round one of the Jets. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm good with where I'm at. Uh, but I mean, at this point, while it's unlikely they will go any further because... Um, they're going to be facing extremely tough competition. May as well cheer for the Montreal Canadiens because they're a Canadian team. They beat our Jets, so I want it to be not for nothing, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, How about I, you? I do know a lot of people who do that. I've never been a part of this, like, well, we got to cheer for them because they knocked us out, so they got to go all the way now. <laughs> you're you're about ne- vengeance. Yeah, like, I'm I, that that wound is too fresh still. Um, you know, they do have a former Jet. They have Ben Sherrod on their team, but... He, 
you know, he didn't seem to really care about us last <laughs> night in that game. So it was I like don't really care he was loyal him. to his actual team, not <laughs> his history. Like yeah. he could have thrown a couple shots at Carey Price just to keep things spicy. Um, but I, I just feel inclined to uh, cheer for the Colorado Avalanche. I know that Papa John was going to go with them. My grandparents are big Nathan McKinnon fans. So I guess I'm going with with Colorado. Okay. Well, you know, we're not fully going to move on from the Jets. We're going to live in the past a little bit because uh, on episode 18 of Between Two Shows, we have a special Jets-related guest. Yeah, Stacey Natras. And yes. you know that name because she is the official anthem singer of the Winnipeg Jets. That's right. So she tells us a little bit about uh, her anthem singing career, how she got her big break. So uh, very entertaining behind-the-scenes stories from Stacey Natras. So um, as always, a huge thank you to everyone who uh, downloaded this episode of Between Two Shows. Hopefully you have subscribed. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe leave a rating. Please, we would love for you to leave a rating and we will read your review uh, on the podcast if, if you so... If you want us to do that for you. <laughs> I mean, make sure to highlight what eloquent speakers we are. <laughs> That's a really important thing. <laughs> Set everyone's expectations real high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Bye. That was, a, that was a different tone for the K-bye. It was. It was. Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of Between Two Shows. We always love hearing your thoughts on the podcast, so feel free to leave us a rating or review. Or you can reach out to us on social media at either at Drew Kozip or at Carly on Air. We hope you enjoyed our podcast this week and look forward to welcoming you back next week for another episode of Between Two Shows.